Hey everyone, welcome to episode 58 of Japan According to Akio. Got this again, short but sweet episode for you. I'm trying to get things going back on a regular basis, starting a new year off right. I、uh, gave you a quick update on the Nissan situation, let you know some upcoming news to look out for, you know, with Mr. Gone. Then we got into an article, which is a pretty interesting article. We only got through half of it, but、um, I'm saving it, keeping it percolating on. Percolating on ice、it、really doesn't really make sense, but <laughs> it's percolating on ice、uh, for you.、Uh, for for the, we did the first half of it, and I'm saving a few more for the next episode. I really think you're gonna like it. Some insights, some information on mating and dating in Japan. I tried to sprinkle in a little bit of stuff for the ladies, but mainly it's for the fellas. And I kind of get into why in the podcast. But regardless of you know whether you're male or female or In between, I don't know. <laughs>、um, I think you'll find something in here for you where you can、um, get some insight on what it's like to be in, to live in Japan, and to date in Japan, and much more, of course. So, you know what to do for 2019. First time, let's enjoy. Yo, everyone, what's up? What's up? Welcome to episode 58 of Japan According to Akio. Again, hopefully, I got the air conditioner on. I'm like right under it. Hopefully, it doesn't pick it up.、Uh, hopefully, the edit video, audio editing can get it out. If, if you hear something in the background, my, my bad about that. But we are here for another glorious episode.、Um, we're starting off 2019. Oh, yeah, this is the first official episode of 2019. Boom, boom, boom. You know, I wanted to start the year off right. Again,、uh, I'm trying to be more committed to the podcast, get things more organized in the way I'm doing things this year. So, knock on wood, I'll be able to, you know, keep, get the podcast out like the way it was going before on a semi, semi regular basis, if not on a regular basis. But, you know, bringing, bringing you things、um, that some of the information straight from Japan. My dog is like <laughs> in his little doghouse, like, On my right, a couple of feet away from me, he's like, Oh lord, this motherfucker's talking shit. <laughs> so he's trying to sleep and he's just like, Fuck man, leave me alone. Come on. You know, we were down here in the living room.、Um, got had a little family duty today. Went to a little house party for some of my wife's friends. Kids running all around the place. Shit like that. So came back and I'm gonna do the podcast, do a bit of work. Not sure if I'm going to get it online tonight, but at least wanted to get it recorded tonight so that you know, I can get it out tomorrow or, or when, whenever at least. Yeah, pro- I'll probably get it out t- tomorrow、uh, just because it'll be easier for me that way to be more productive tonight, get to bed early, and stuff like that. So, so but at least you know, getting it recorded is the big work, right? So,、um, I don't think knock on, last episode that I wrapped up 2018 with an emotional storytelling experience about you know, my first time in Japan.、Uh, tonight's podcast is not going to be all that deep. I, you know, I was fishing around for something to talk about. Oh, what I can talk about is give you a quick update on. Let me see, let me pull it up one second. So, just so I can get my information correct.、Uh, yeah, that's what it is. So, 
just a quick update on the Nissan situation. If you're, if you're a first-time listener and you don't know what's going on, not quite sure how big this story is outside of Japan. But in Japan, it's huge news that you know the CEO or head of, of the former head of Nissan, Carlos Ghosn, has been arrested since mid-November, and he's been detained by the Japanese uh, prosecutors or whatever. Consistently, consistent. You know, I've talked about it several times. Go back, and you can probably hear me explain in more. I think a bit more detail that here in Japan, if you're arrested, you can be held up to I think 26 days without being arrested. But they just kept rearresting his ass <laughs> and, and keeping him in there. Um, apparently, I would imagine trying to get force a confession out of him. You know, uh, was probably their number one motivator. Again, there's like a ninety something percent conviction rate here, mainly because like the police, just f not like torture motherfuckers, but they, you know, I don't know, put someone under duress, I guess, and especially like Japanese people uh, in those type of situations. Just like fuck, man, I did it. You know, like you're you're shaming your family right now. Just admit it, and you can save yourself. And they're like, fine, I did it, or some shit like that. But. Carlos Gonzalez was probably in there like, man, fuck y'all. I, I ain't do nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know the dude, but, you know, if I was in that situation, that's why I'd be like, man, fuck y'all. We're going to trial. So, um, yeah, so he's been in there since mid-November without a lawyer. And apparently uh, he will be, what is it? He, he refused to sign his confession. So I guess they ran out of ways to delay it. So according to a headline from uh, Japan times it says carlos gone says no to signing confession confession to vigorously fight charges according to his son so um basically he's going to i think this coming week he's going to either stand trial or appear in court for the first time after pleading not guilty i guess Uh, so in a couple of days, maybe around the time this podcast comes up, you'll probably, if you, if you're up on international news, you'll probably hear a bit more about this story again, uh, whether he's guilty or innocent, uh, I kind of disagree with the way the Japanese government had, or prosecutors especially have handled it. And, um, I asked one of my students about it just a random the other day, the last student I talked to and, uh, before having today off. And she said something interesting. You know, this is a complete, this is her random speculation. But I was like, do you think he's going to serve jail time? She's like, nah, he probably won't. But, you know, the way they dragged out the situation now is kind of the Japanese government's form of punishing him for it. And personally, I think it's more uh, trying to get a confession out of him. And then when he didn't break, it's like, fuck, well, we can't let him go now. So we just got to keep trying, trying, trying. Again, the Japanese kind of way is... You know, if it doesn't work, you know, the first time, if, if at first you don't succeed, try, try, and try, and try, and try, and try, and try again. It's kind of like the the Japanese way. Sometimes it can be a bit of overkill. I think in this situation, it might have made matters worse. Because, definitely, regardless of whether this motherfucker goes to jail, whether he has to pay money fines, whatever happens... After all is said and done and his punishment is doled out and all this shit happens, because he's going to get punished somehow, he's going to be highly critical of the Japanese uh, 
you know, prosecutors and governments and things like that, and probably will be, you know, a direct adversary. Because, I mean, he's been basically slighted by, by by Japan, you know, for one way or another, or at least in his mind, from what how I would, my take on it. So, um, definitely guys like that with those big kind of, you know, egos. I won't call him a megalomaniac, but, you know... Um, Whose control of multinational corporation they have they are they have kind of egos right so I don't think he'll take this shit lightly uh, when all is said and done so anyway be on the lookout for that for some headlines possibly a quote or something from him or at least some pictures of him you know in court but that's not the main thing we're talking about on this episode hopefully I did say it we're on episode fifty eight I can't remember. But uh, I'm pulling up another. I was struggling to find a topic for tonight. I'm not even going to front. I was looking around for some shit for like about 15 minutes. Like, fuck, what am I going to talk about? Because, again, again, like, I kind of want to talk about something that not only I'm knowledge about, but that I kind of give a fuck about and that I actually prefer to talk about. I was So we're going to go with dating shit today. Um, I w- at first, I was looking at an article, a countdown article, about types of Japanese guys, but I'm not interested in Japanese guys. So, unless you give me a question directly, again with questions, the uh, email is questions for f o r akil a k i l at gmail dot com. If you send me a question and you, you hey ladies, if you send me a um, question directly about guys or something like that, I'll answer it. But I'm just not gonna be on here. Hey, let me tell you about all the different types of dudes in Japan. Like you know, for like 40 minutes. That's really not something i feel like talking about i'm sorry if that's kind of biased but you know i'm kind of i'll talk about the ladies <laughs> i'll talk about relationships uh and i can give you my advice and my experience based on that but just breaking down guys and stuff like that is not going to really be something i'm going to push on the podcast unless directed by the listeners which is i guess a little bit of motivation for you to get off your ass or not even get off your ass grab your phone send me an email uh not so much on instagram again uh i'm pretty much dead in the water on instagram dead in the water on twitter right now all of um all of my time and effort is again going into my project what i'm doing um any of my active stuff will be directed towards marketing that and things like that and hopefully in the near future i'll be able to crank back up my instagram and crank back up my social media related to this and ideally you know one of my goals is to get active on youtube with this content i have other content that um for japanese people that i need to produce but I would like to again. One of my dreams is to do a video version of the podcast. Is to get you know the old audios. So hopefully in the future this is on YouTube and you're listening to it somewhere. Um, old content, you know, chopped up content, shit like that on YouTube. I think it would be nice. I think it it would really um, expand the podcast as well. Like uh, right now, I was just looking at some of the numbers. I'll give you the numbers. Like it's it's it's. You know, around it looks. I don't, I don't know how reliable the numbers are, but between like fifty and one hundred fifty uh, listeners to each podcast so far. So you know, again, as long as long as it's even a couple of y'all listening, I'm happy. You know, I, I don't know how reliable the numbers from SoundCloud are. If they're if those are all real people, um, I don't I don't fucking know. But you know, I'm again, I'm just happy that. You know, there are more than 2.5 of y'all listening. <laughs> and, um, 
I know my man Sub Negro is still there, so thank you again for for staying loyal and to the podcast as well. My apologies from the last year for um, really you know staggering things, especially like the, the, towards the fall and winter last year. But I think you know I, I, I I'm in the frame of mind where. I definitely want to keep this going on a regular basis you know, as much as possible. Uh, I, I want to keep it at once a week, just like the way it was. So the timing of the podcast, I'm not sure if, I, if I'll be able to stick to like the 40 minute one hour um, for at least the next you know, couple of months, I'd say. But, you know, at least 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, sometimes push it to 40 minutes is going to be nice. Right. So, and again, unless I go off on some fucking tangent, you know, I'm making all these promises and then I just get on this motherfucker and start talking shit. So you never know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So anyway, today's article and what it is, is uh, something I think I told you before, something that I pulled up in a lesson with one of my students, I think about a year ago. And I think it was, our, our conversation went, was really interesting about it. And what the title is, is Seven Reasons Why Japanese Girls Don't Like Foreign Guys. Once again, Seven Reasons Why Japanese Girls Don't Like Foreign Guys. And uh, I'm just going to scroll through these. I'm, you know, I, I'm very familiar with this topic. You know, I've gone through several growing pains in my, you know, um, my single and married life here in Japan. I was trying to figure out a cool way, (laughs) something cool to come up with, but I came up blank. So, um, yeah, so I don't need to read the article at all. I can just look at the headlines and and just speak off the dome, come straight off the dome with this shit, you know. But um, again, I encourage you to read through the article. Um, The illustrations are pretty good as well. So shout out to the person who made this. Uh, All the artwork was made by Mizuka Inaba. So shout out to you, Mizuka. You did a great job. All right. So here we go. The first one is the language barrier, right? Um, and the language barrier, definitely dating Japanese women, it does come into factor. Uh, it is it is an important factor, I would say. The interesting thing is uh, the language barrier, y- you might think it's a bigger issue in the beginning but actually it isn't i would say the language barrier in japan becomes more of an issue the longer you're dating someone right like um in the beginning if you have just like the short kind of flings the 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 um flings or, or or meeting someone or hanging out or whatever here in Japan, I'll say the depth of the conversation doesn't really need to be that deep, right? Even if you speak no Japanese at all, like if you're, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like, let me, let me put a frame in mind. I'm talking like early twenties, mid twenties, you know, um, going out, maybe even, okay, fuck it, in your twenties. Let's just put it at that range. In your twenties, going out, bars, nightclubs, shit like that. You're, you know, um, meeting someone hook it up, whatever you're going to do, like, you're not gonna, you don't really need Japanese skill at all, or you didn't in the past, let me say that now, let me say that, um, I, th- I get the feeling things are kind of changing in Japan, uh, just from my perspective, or maybe, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have, like, the rosy colored glasses about Japan that I used to, I'm not single, so I'm not, like, trying to, I'm not looking for something, you know what I'm saying, I'm just more sitting back observing shit when I go out more, so that might play a factor into it as well, but 
yeah, it, it might be just my perspective because the older I get, the more it seems like uh, Japanese women care less and less about English and prefer someone to speak that they can understand and connect with in Japanese. But again, it might be because I can understand the thinking and the language a bit more so I can read the nuances a bit more than a hell of a lot more than I used to be able to when I first came to Japan. So it's probably just my perspective. But, you know, just meeting random people and even if you they you can't speak Japanese, they can't speak English, like you can kind of connect with if if you've got the balls, you can kind of and you've got charisma, you can connect with just you know your wits if you got some game you know let me say that if you got game you know um yeah and the so even when people come to japan i think and ask me for advice or ask me for advice about meeting japanese women i tell them like yo it's better if i don't tell you shit like if you just go in there blind and figure it out you'll do a hell of a lot better than anything i can tell you you know the the only advice i would give and, and i kind of this is kind of a little bit touchy because i want in, on the podcast i wanted to avoid i know for all the ladies i know you're like oh lord this guy's talk, talking about japanese chicks and stuff like that but i, I kind of wanted to avoid the direct like dating advice kind of stuff on here like how to get japanese women kind of um, content on here so i'm, I'm not going to go you know in too deep onto this stuff or but i would say that an important point regardless of your communication level with a person that is japanese and i'll do it for both women and men let me let me do it that way just to be fair to you women out the female listeners but first men men i would say you have even if you have zero japanese skill and the person is just speaking all this japanese to you and they're just like oh no no no, no i can't speak english reassuring that person that even if they can't speak English. You can still communicate within the first few minutes of the conversation is the one of the most important things you can do, right? Because automatically when you meet a person who can't speak English here in Japan, they're first like, oh shit, I can't speak English. Like, fuck, this is, let me just, again, If in Japan, if I can't do it properly, then I'm not going to do it at all. So first, like, no, get the fuck, not get the fuck away from me, but like, oh, kind of freak out a little bit because they can't speak English. And I hear in Japanese person um people say a lot like if i'm the wingman going somewhere with my my guy friends or something like that or you know just or listening to people talk to like other foreign people or being introduced to people it's like oh my god the first thing like a lot of women say is oh shit i can't speak english like it's the first thing that they say even not even thinking like maybe he can speak japanese or you know um maybe he doesn't even speak english (laughs) you know it doesn't really cross people's minds like that so as a guy, that would be number one thing. For a woman, as um, you know, for the dealing with the language barrier in Japanese guy with Japanese guys, I don't, I'm not really an expert on this. Again, I have, don't really have that much firsthand knowledge um, or hearing people talk about it firsthand, so I can't really give detailed advice. But just from the impression I would get, I would say that if you're going out to a bar or something like that. You might be, you might encounter more assertive guys. You might even encounter more aggressive guys. So being able to, what's the word? Accommodate guys, but not, but still control and manage the situation. I'd say it would be so, without being overly aggressive, would be um, 
important skill, like having those soft skills. Like, what I mean by being overly aggressive, like yelling or cursing or things like that. If the guy kind of oversteps his bounds or or does something you don't like, you know, establishing the, your rules and your dominance in this, not dominance, but your, you know, assert your assertiveness in the conversation in a very feminine way i think in a non-confrontational way because again if a guy is being assertive especially here in japan they kind of tend to overcompensate in, in, from what i see so um and that can run into assholeish territory uh but on the on the flip side if they become embarrassed they either slink away or you know you're just battling the person and it, it might cancel out a, a you know meeting a person that you might find really cool again the really really cool dudes who who are really comfortable talking with foreign to foreign women might be few and far between here and then it's not probably going to be like in your home country where you're just going to have dudes coming up approaching you like that so um um yeah women you're gonna have to play it by ear a bit more and i'm probably not the expert on the subject but i would definitely say uh, don't fight fire with fire with Japanese dudes. Uh, that would probably be my best advice for women out there dealing with the language barrier when you're first meeting someone, right? Um, fuck, we're like 20 minutes into this, so I'm probably gonna have to save this joint for um, not not all of it, but um, I'm not going through all seven. I'm telling you that right now. Sorry, I lied, <laughs> but I mean it's good. We'll have a part two of this. So I'll probably get through one, maybe two more of these, and then I'll just cut it off there at around 30 minutes. I think that's a good a good time for it, right? Um, so the second one is public stigma. Now, this is a big one, too. Um, <laughs> there's uh, dating a foreign person, especially when you're young. I'll, I'll deal with your 20s, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s. I'm, I'm in my late 30s, damn near my late 30s now, so... Um, I'm not really going to deal so much with, with that realm, I think, because that's more a different level of life. that You're, you're focused on marriage and shit like that, which, which this really does affect marriage. But um, 20s especially is, is where I think the value really comes in because that's when you're, you know, you're mingling a lot more, right? Uh, but the public stigma of dating a foreign person is definitely there, right? It, it, unless... I'd say the person, the foreign person comes in to Japan like well established. What I mean by that is, you know, being transferred to Japan. If you are a foreign person who's been transferred to Japan for, you know, and you have like a nice you know, expat, pack, expat package and, you know, the company's taking care of you, you're fine. All the chicks are going to want to marry you, man. Like, you're probably going to be in Rapungi somewhere. Surround, you know, all you got to do is tell people what you do and what company you work for and, you know, whatever role you have. And then they'll be like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, um, and because they want to marry you, basically. <laughs> it might sound fucked up, but sorry, that's the truth, right? But, I mean, for like, for if, for example, if you're an English teacher or, you know, you're f freelancing or whatever the fuck you're doing, if you're not working for a safe, established company, again, salaryman type job where you're kind of minted, if you will, um, there is going to be a public stigma of uh, people around you. And in the illustration, it has like a Japanese dude holding bags of safety and security and it has a blonde haired blue eyed dude holding nothing. 
And that's kind of what it is, right? It's like you got nothing. You got your hopes, you got your dreams, you got like maybe. But Japanese people, especially Japanese women, don't really deal with maybe, especially because、um, getting married is kind of a risk here, you know?、Um, you, you're putting your career on the line. Like later on in life, and dealing with my wife and, and my family situation, I've come to kind of understand it. Like getting married, having kids is a huge decision for Japanese women. You can be like, Have a great status in your job, like you can be like balling out in your job, but your career can literally is probably more than likely getting derailed by choosing to get married and have a child. That's the fucked up truth about Japan, and that's one of the big issues holding the Japanese economy back.、Um, you know, I can go deep into it, it's a long, drawn out situation, but that's still the reality in Japan. and To be honest with you, like, I mean, for, for, not even for better or for worse, for, for worse, that's the reality here in Japan. And for the, a woman, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to demonize the woman for looking for stability. In the past, I did, but, but now I really don't. Because if you think about it, like, a typical Japanese woman, she has to, when she gets to a certain point in life where that's, you know, the clock's ticking, she's got to make her choice. And getting a divorce is not really, is really a bad option here as well, too, because there's a stigma against divorce. So, yeah, it's like, ooh, I want that foreign guy, half Japanese baby DNA. <laughs> you know, honestly, a lot of people think like that,、um, you know, because half Japanese kids are so cute. But on the other side, it's like, fuck this guy, like, You know, I, I can't rely on him. I can't be able to quit my job and get the house I want and, and the life I want, you know,、um, with this guy and what potential does he have? And, you know, what if something happens? Where's the safety? Where's the savings? Where's the guaranteed salary? Where's the benefits? Where's the insurance? If you don't have anything, it's like, fuck. Like, you want me to risk all that for love? Like, in Japan, I know in the West, like, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll work it out. Yay. Like, it doesn't really work like that here. So. Um, that can be a really big issue. And not only from the person, from their parents, from their friends, from their surroundings, you know. So it's a lot of pressure for a woman. And it's like, you, you got your, it's like fucking Eminem and goddamn、um, Eight Mile. It's like you got one shot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Don't blow it kind of shit. So,、um, yeah. So, it, you know, it, there is a stigma around that. And because people ask questions, you know, like you're dating the foreign guy, oh, what does he do? Like, that's the first question, oh, what does he do? And, and, and what company does he work for? And it, when it, those answers don't come with confidence and fluidity, then the questions and the whispers start, you know. And, and it is kind of scary for a woman as well, too. I, w- I, w- I will definitely admit that.、Um, So, it's just something to kind of consider. Don't really think of all Japanese women as gold diggers. Of course, there are gold diggers in every country.、Um, but yeah, that's just the way it is. There is a stigma around it. And,、um, you know,、uh, unless you, again, come on that expat package and it's just like, oh, he, what does he do? Oh, he works for that company? Oh, really? He lives there? Oh, my gosh. Like, you know. And then she'll fall. So. Then you know, you're you go from the hunter to the hunted, right? In that type of situation. But I've seen guys in those situations who kind of milk it for all it's worth again. And I've seen guys who are in their 40s and 50s still running around like they're in their 20s, you know, just because like dangling the carrot of marriage in front of women as well. It's kind of a sad sight to be honest with you for me, a little bit, but um, but uh. 
that was before the Lehman shock, especially like a lot of bankers and shit like that. Not to stigmatize bankers, sorry, but during before the again it's called the Lehman shock here in Japan. Before the Lehman Brothers collapse or the economic collapse of two thousand eight, there was a lot of that shit going on in in Tokyo, and yeah, they were milking that shit for all it was worth, man. So um, just just a heads up on that, right? So let me do one more of these and then I'll, yeah, we're almost at 20, 30 minutes and I'll call it a wrap for today and I'll pick up the next part uh, in the next episode. So, cause yeah, just scrolling down, there's a lot more to talk about. Um, the next one, the last one for tonight, today is related to the previous one, which is parental disapproval, right? Like I said, you know, if you don't, Again, the stability, the instability, go the public stigma and the parental disapproval. I think go hand in hand here, right? Um, from my impression, like a lot of the parental disapproval becomes of comes out of worry for the child. It's not so much for their daughter specifically. It's not so much like I don't want that damn foreign person touching my daughter. You know, um, maybe in some cases it is like that. I haven't really heard of too many cases like that. Um, the main thing it would be is, you know, can he provide? What does he do? I don't trust him. What if he goes back to his country? What kind of job does he have? Shit like that, right? And um, if you don't really have that stable foundation, yeah, you're in love and yeah, he's cute and all that, but what can he do for you? And what can he do for your future kids? And, you know, because remember, a Japanese more from the father would be my image in the illustration is the father right the father remember he got one job i kind of joked about it before um if you for all you old school listeners you remember um um you got one job as a salary man that's just to go to work bring home the paycheck and that's it and um be the be the breadwinner traditionally so um a father in general in general i would say judges the guy on that merit here in Japan, not on your potential, not on your dreams, not on your goals, on that, you know, what can you, what, what, what track are you on, you know, because through the lifetime employment system, it's the track that you're on, right, the company that you're working for, are you working for like a big, you know, are you working for Apple, are you working for Google, are you working for Microsoft, not even that big, but it can be like, you know, whatever fucking confectionery company i don't fucking know but as long as like you're in there with an established company and you're like on solid ground you're seishaiing against again a regular employee like you know is you're locked into the company you know then it can kind of be more of a oh okay kind of situation but generally speaking a lot of like the foreign people who come here um are not especially foreign guys and just not so the father is like yeah this motherfucker will be here today and gone tomorrow you know so that leads worry worry leads to questions here and questions lead to skepticism in japan especially so that's everywhere but skepticism is definitely something you do not want from people around your significant other in in japan right and generally it's more from the uh, women japanese dating a japanese woman's side i can't really imagine as much skepticism for you know, dating a Japanese man, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine as much, right? Um, just because, again, the father, I mean, they might be a little bit worried about their ability to communicate with the with the um, foreign woman, but, yeah, I, I would say it's a lot more, pre- again, pressure on the guy to be the provider, so, yeah, I don't know. 
Alright, so I'm, we're at, boom, exactly 30 minutes in, right there, and short but sweet, I'm gonna stop it here, just because I got other shit to do, it's almost 10 o'clock, <laughs> it is 10 o'clock right now, so I'm gonna stop it here, and sign out, next time I'm gonna finish up this article, again, I, it's, a, it's a really good article, um, it's not, not, let me say it's not good, because I didn't read it, <laughs> the illustrations are good, <laughs> the subject matter is good, I think it'll it'll give a few, uh, some insight. Um, no, I did read this before. I remember. I think it was pretty spot on. So again, the title one more time is Seven Reasons Why Japanese Girls Do Not Don't Like Foreign Guys." Check it out. Illustrations are pretty cool and it's pretty spot on. All right. So let me get out of here. Hope you're having a good week. Hope you're starting your 2019 off right. I'm f- doing flexes like urgh, I'm fucking incredible hooking this shit. So, so far, it's only a couple of days in, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, uh, have a good week, you guys, uh, ideally, I'll talk to you guys in about a week or so, all right, knock on wood, all right, y'all, peace.